Hey, my name is Kelsey, and this is When I Grow Up, a podcast all about the lessons we would tell our younger selves, plus the stories of everyday people in their extraordinary lives. Get ready for some real, honest conversations about life, business, and mindset, all to help you get inspired and ready to take on the world. Whether you're starting a business, growing your empire, or seeking inspiration, I welcome you to the podcast. So pour a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and get ready for today's episode of When I Grow Up. You guys, we hit 50 episodes of this podcast with solo shows, amazing guests, and I just can't believe we're here. So thank you for your support, for tagging us on social media, for telling your friends and family to tune in. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today, I want to speak to anyone who is trying to sell something, whether that's a product or a service, you're on social media, you have a website, congratulations, you communicate with people and you want those people to take action. So today we're going to dive into the juicy topic of how to communicate effectively so that people buy or book. Because at the end of the day, that's the goal with social media, websites, email lists. We want people to take action because we want to have them as clients and customers. So let's jump in. I have five takeaways for you. Number one, when you are communicating, and again, this could be podcast, this could be your YouTube channel, this could be on your website when you're writing an email to your list, I want you to close your eyes before you type anything or say anything and picture you are talking to one person. This is a mistake I commonly see, especially with email. I have a lot of clients who have never done email or sporadically do it, and they start to implement it as a strategy in their business, which is great. But then they write these emails as if they're talking to the masses. Hey, all, thank you everyone for your support. No, because what happens is if I'm your client, if I'm on your email list and I open that up, I don't know who else you're sending it to. And I don't feel special anymore. I know that's a little bit of tough love, but the goal here is to really speak to that one person. And guess what? There's something super cool where you can actually implement some automations behind it so you can actually have their first name throughout the email. You can have little words that you use that feel super custom, even if it's emailed out to a full list. But I think that's a big first step everyone should take is go through all of your materials, read it out loud, and tell ask yourself this question. Is this written to one person or is this written to everybody? And I think that's a great starting place. I would audit your website. I would audit all your emails that you're sending and I would audit your captions. Change that, that intention from I'm speaking to everyone to I'm speaking to one person. And here's something really cool that happens. Even if it feels like you are excluding people, you're not. You're making people feel special. You're making them feel like you are they are able to resonate with the message that you're saying. If you're too broad strokes, people feel that and they don't know why your message should pertain to them. But if you really target in your verbiage, you hone it in. I'm speaking to that one mom who's struggling right now, who hasn't worked out in a year and really wants to take care of herself. You picture that pain point. You picture that mom. She's stressed. Her husband's working a ton of late hours. It's their first kid. You paint that picture in your head when you're speaking to them that's going to resonate so much further than trying to be kind of high level a little bit for everybody. So that's my point number one for communication. Number two, 
This is key if you are an online business. I feel like I didn't really grasp this in the salon world because it's just different. If, if someone's booking a haircut, you communicate what you offer, you communicate how they're going to feel after they come to you. People at that point, they're either ready for a haircut or they're not. But in the online space, you have this beautiful opportunity to help people realize that they need you, even if they don't realize it yet. And with that said, your message needs to be said different ways. Same message, different ways. Another thing or another way of thinking about this is learning styles. Everybody has different learning styles. It's not like one person, you know, is really creative and good at at learning something by doing stuff with their hands versus another person speaks and all of a sudden they understand a different topic. Everyone's learning styles are different. So the way we educate people and encourage them to take action gets to be different as well. Because if you put something, for instance, in your Instagram stories, that may resonate with one person versus if you put together a video on YouTube. So if you think of it from that perspective, you can actually have the same message said multiple ways. And guess what? That makes it easier for you because it means you can take one piece of content, one topic, and dice it up, slice it up in multiple ways and get to rinse and reuse it. So that way it's resonating with different people at different times. So it's actually a gift, but I encourage you when you think of telling selling something, you want your audience to take action. Say you want them to simply book an appointment. How can you say that or show that or ask that in different ways? You can have a button on your website. You can have a video that you post on your Facebook page. You can go in your stories and actually include the link now in your stories. So when you think of it from that perspective, when you're communicating, don't just ask them to take action one time, ask them a few different ways. Maybe it's, hey, leave a comment below if you're ready for an appointment. You can see how the same kind of call to action, the same desired action, desired outcome we want can be presented in different ways. Number three, I want you to tell a story. This is inspired by a recent podcast recording I just had with a guest, but I just, I fully agree with this. I see this all the time, especially with small businesses on social media. They take a photo of the work they do or the product they make and they post it and they think that's enough. And I hate to say it, but it's not. You need to communicate the transformation, the experience new Kelsey, new customer name here will experience after booking or buying from you. That's our job. And in the world of social media, that's really the end goal. I'm going to use the hair example because, again, as always, it's the world I know best. But here it is. If you are a hairstylist and say you have a after photo that took you hours and there were so many different techniques you did and so many different formulas that you utilized, your customers do not care. Yeah. I know it's disheartening. What they do care about is that transformation. That's why before and afters are so powerful because they can see the change, but they're not really caring about the hair. It's how that person feels and they want to feel that way. So we get to use words and images and video and media that helps show that. 
I will add a note here. If you're a hairstylist and you are trying to educate other hairstylists, that's different. That's a different kind of customer. So in that scenario, yes, add the formulas. Yes, add the technique. But if your end customer is people wanting to get their hair done, you are not educating them on what type of haircutting angle you used. You are educating them on how your clients feel and that they should want to feel the same way and you can make that happen for them. And here's what's really cool about that. It doesn't mean you have to get the perfect angle of the highlights. It doesn't mean you have to get the perfect product photo or the perfect flat lay. People want to feel. So how can you show how you make people feel? Does that make sense? I feel like that can be kind of confusing. But for me, when I had my hair salon, this was transformational because it took the pressure off of me always having to take after photos of my clients. I was fortunate that I also did weddings. So what I would do is I would comb through all of my wedding photos I would get from photographers and I would share the ones where the bride is laughing or mom is crying in the corner or the groom is just ecstatic to see her, the bride for the first time. I would look for those moments that would make you feel something. And that's what I started to use in my marketing. So if you are a small business, I encourage you to change your perspective, change your goal with social media, change it from, oh, I just shoot, I need to post something. Uh, Let me grab some scissors. Let me grab my favorite product. And I'm going to post that. Maybe instead you take a vulnerable video of you talking about the overwhelm of the season or that you love what you do. Or maybe it's a video of a client telling your audience how much they love you and coming to you as their stylist. What are some creative ways to tell this story? Because that's going to be so much more powerful. Number four, in the communication world, don't block yourself. What I mean by this is sometimes, and especially in the service world, because you build more of a long, kind of long-term relationship with people, sometimes We use words like, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I have so many clients. Oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, I'm working so much. And what our clients are hearing is, oh, they don't have room for more clients. Oh, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll push my appointment further back. Sometimes the words we use, even in just exchange, you know, day-to-day conversation, our Instagram stories in person when we're providing the service actually prevent us from getting more clients which here's the thing. If your books are totally full today, you still should be exposing, getting connected to, and thinking of growing your books for tomorrow because it's not assumed that every single client who comes to you today will come to you tomorrow. Especially, you know, I'm giving a talk to the wedding industry soon and that's a huge industry where you put a lot of time and energy getting these clients that ideally are only coming to you once, they're most likely not going to be repeat clients. So if that's the case, you always get to be marketing and reaching out to new people. And again, whether your books are busy or not right now, I think it's really important to have that growth mindset and then make sure that even if we feel very comfortable around our clients, we're communicating that growth potential to them. Because what if they have friends they want to send your way? And when they're hearing subliminally that you're busy, maybe they perceive that as, oh, I'll, you know, I'll send, 
I'll send my friends to someone else because Kelsey's too busy to take them on. We don't want them to think that. So really check yourself and how you present yourself, what words you're using, and all of that. And kind of in this category, I also want to talk about that fine, delicate line between professionalism and being personable. It's a hard line to draw in the sand, but it's important because what it does is it keeps your business your business and it keeps your personal life your personal life. Why am I bringing this up? How does this tie into communication? Because it's very easy to break down that barrier, especially with people who you were friends with before and they become clients. And then now you're trying to balance this delicate personal professional relationship. It's very important to draw that line in the sand. Because if you don't, if you just go back and forth, it will decrease your credibility with people. And at the same time, if you're a professional, whether you are like me, you're a business coach or you're a hairstylist or you're a photographer or a DJ and you genuinely like these people as friends, I encourage you to set up those boundaries and be clear about, hey, I'm coming to you as a friend right now. Hey, yeah, let's talk hair at your next appointment. You can see how you're being protective of your personal life and your professional life. And this also has another angle here that I think is important to address. There is a way to communicate and be relatable, be personable, be casual on your website and your social media, but don't go too far. What do I mean by that? I think there's a really important balance that is different for everybody. You know, what works for me may not work for you, may not work for the person down the street, but I think it's important to find where that is in your verbiage, you know? A great example that we can all quickly understand is cussing. Maybe cussing is a part of your brand. Maybe it's a way to catch people's attention. Uh, Maybe it's who you are. You're just like that. That's fine. If that's your normal, whatever your status quo is, do that. Own it. But maybe, maybe you, I, (laughs) I like to use the term light cussing on this show I'm not someone who in my day-to-day cusses very often, so it would be weird if I was dropping F-bombs left and right on here. Therefore, in my brand, in my messaging, you're not going to see that because that's not true to who I am. So I'm going to add an extra extra piece of advice here, extra food for thought. Really be crystal clear on who you are and then communicate that. That is where people are going to connect with you. That is where people are going to book you. That is where they're going to tell their friends about you and come back for more and encourage others to follow you in your journey. Even if they're not ideal clients, at least support you in ways that they know how. By being genuine and true to yourself and letting your website, your email, your social media, all of your copy, all of your content you create be a mirror reflection of that. And then if they were to run into you in real life, it just reaffirms all of that. That is where that success lies, is when all of those things are in connection. So to recap, five tips for communicating effectively with your clients to turn them into fans. Number one, speak to that one person. Be clear, be direct in everything that you provide. Speak to that one person. Number two, say it in multiple ways. Have that mindset that because I put this piece of information in a video, I can 
use the same information in a caption of a photo and I'm not being redundant, my audience is going to, different people in my audience are going to understand it in different ways and that's good and that's effective. And that's me serving them. Number three, tell a story. Don't just describe what you do. Don't just tell people what you do. Tell them the why and tell them the success they are going to feel after they come to you for X, Y, Z. Number four, don't block yourself. Have that growth mindset. Always be willing for more. Always communicate to your clients that you the best compliment is a referral. And then number five, be personally professional. Be personable. Be you. Be your authentic self. But protect your heart. Treat your business professionally. If you treat it like a hobby, it's going to be a hobby. If you are going out and getting drinks with your clients all the time and that line is blurred, you people are going to not see you as the professional that you are. So find that balance, find that communication, find that boundary, whatever it is for you and lean into it and own it. And I just, I'm so excited for you today because I think these are the key things I wish I knew when I started both of my businesses. And congratulations, everything you need to know, everything you need to do lies within you. It's just getting that out on paper or in your computer or through your microphone and sharing that with your people. That's it. That's all it comes down to. When it comes down to getting people to take action, it's lining up all of those pieces. And guess what? You can do it. You can totally do it. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, Kelsey, I need more help. That sounds all fine and dandy. I feel like I get the gist, but I just don't know how to make that happen. I would love to invite you to check out my academy, which is sponsoring this episode, Grow Academy. It's exactly the type of stuff we tackle within. It helps business owners find clarity, find peace of mind, find confidence in knowing what to do when they're not cutting hair, when they're not taking photos, when they're not DJing a wedding or making art or whatever their medium is. It helps you know what to do in those off times to help your business grow. So... If you're listening and you're like, yep, I want more of that, check out my website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash grow dash academy. We'll have all that information in the notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll catch you at next week's episode. And that's a wrap. Thank you for hanging out on this week's episode of When I Grow Up with your host, Kelsey, aka me. As always, I love what I do and it's because of you. Be sure to check out the website, kelseymarieknutson.com slash podcast for today's show notes. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That's all for now. Catch you next time on When I Grow Up.